Logan Webb tossed a complete game shutout, the first of his career, and man, did the Giants need it because they only got one run. So this win, this series win, give the, gives the Giants all kinds of momentum going into the four-day break. And oh, by the way, the MLB draft is underway, and the Giants have made several picks, and they went big with upside with their first three, and we'll break it down next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants now since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, of course, so check us out there if you have not already. Hit that subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube. Swing for the fences, like the Giants, on sleeper picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And coming up on today's show, yes, this was a much, I mean, talk about like momentum going into the break. Sure, it would have been great to score 10 runs in addition, but something about a one to nothing shutout maybe is even better. But the Giants offense certainly scuffling going into the break, but they don't have to worry about that. If you if you lose the game and you get shut out or excuse me, allow one run, then yeah, you can pro- you're probably going to feel bad about yourself, but winning a one to nothing game with Logan Webb taking center stage and getting not only his first shutout, but also like Gabe Kapler making the decision to let him have the opportunity to finish that game. I think if it had been like two to nothing even or three or four or or more, it would have been an easy call. Maybe if it's like 10, maybe you don't let him do it. I think he would have let him do it if it was, it would have been an easier decision with two or more runs. But one to nothing, uh, Andy Baggerly wrote about this and I had forgotten, but you know, he Baggerly went through all the times Webb has been in a similar situation, including one time where I think I don't know if it was one to nothing or not, but Webb went out to the ninth inning and immediately allowed a tying home home run to Kyle Schwarber. So I do remember that. I think that that must have been last year and or the year before. But yeah, so he he finally gets it. I mean, he's he's established himself as one of the better starting pitchers in baseball. And this is something he hadn't done. I believe he hadn't had a shutout period, but to get it, or excuse me, a a complete game period, but to get a shutout in addition, he was just fantastic. And I mean, he definitely is deserving of being an all-star. I was kind of reminded yesterday of how my take on the fact that there's always all-star snubs, like major ones. Webb is a significant snub, but there's tons of others. It's not like it's just Logan Webb. The all-star rosters are too small because you you end up with really, really good players, like very much deserving of going, not going. And so, I mean, they should just expand the rosters a little bit to, to kind of limit the number of snubs. 
at some point last year, I think I calculated what percentage of players make the all-star team. And it's it's too small. Anyway, so Logan Webb, he ends the first half with a 3.14 earned run average, 3.23 fielding independent pitching. And importantly, very importantly, he leads the majors in innings pitched with 126. The next closest player has 119. So by seven innings, he leads the majors. That's like a whole start, basically. But all these other guys who are near him have also made... 19 starts a few have 18 starts but he's made every start right he hasn't they've maybe bumped him back once like by a day or two but he's made all those starts and so when you log not only the excellent era but also the innings then i mean i'm not trying to make this like all about the all-star team but it was just a great first half for logan webb also a great first half for alex cobb and a little teaser Somebody else on the Giants besides Camilo Doval did make the All-Star team as a as a replacement, and we will get into that later on. If you're watching on YouTube, you can already see the little teaser there in the bottom. But I don't know. The Giants, yeah, they end so one to nothing. JD Davis hit a homer, uh, and that was the only run for either team in the game. And the Giants end the first half 49 and 41. A four a five forty four winning percentage, which is a pace of eighty eight wins, and they're only two and a half games out of the division. And if you heard me say, like I was asked in a crossover episode with, I forget actually who I was talking with. I think Paul Holden from Locked On Rockies about do I care about winning the division? And I said no, not at all. But I take I walked that back completely because if you are able to be one of the top two division winners, then it absolutely makes a world of difference to win the division because you get to skip the first round of the postseason. So it's kind of a dogfight right now in the NL West with the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and Giants all within two and a half games of each other. The Giants are two and a half back. Dodgers and D-backs end the first half technically tied, but actually the Dodgers are percentage points better. They've played two fewer games, and the D-backs in those two extra games are one and one, but that makes the Dodgers winning percentage a little bit better. So D-backs like held on to first place pretty much all first half, but they kind of lost it there right at the end. They haven't been playing great. Their run differential is worse than the Giants' run differential, so we'll see how it goes in the second half. And then the Padres, of course, are lurking their eight and a half back in the division, but only six back in the wildcard race and playing better right now. And they have a better run differential than the Giants. But the Giants are also, it's worth pointing out, in a wildcard spot. The Phillies are half a game back of the Giants, as are the Milwaukee Brewers. The Phillies have played one fewer game than the Giants, and they and the Giants won that extra game. The Brewers have played one more game than the Giants and they lost that extra game. And so if the season ended right now, the Giants would be that third wildcard team, which would mean they would play the last or the quote unquote weakest division winner, which would be the Cincinnati Reds. So the Giants would play in Cincinnati. And I know the Reds are really, really playing well, but I don't want to spend too much time like matching up the Giants and the Reds because these won't be the final standings. But it's nice to go into the first half in a playoff spot coming off a series win that I said was really important after they lost that first game against the Rockies. And according to Fangraphs, Giants playoff odds right now, 58.4%. 
projecting them, them to finish with 86.7 wins. That's the median projection, meaning 50-50 chance they end up above it and 50% chance they end up above it, 50% chance they end up below it, according to Fangraph's model. But it also doesn't factor in like trade deadline acquisitions and all that. So you can you can help yourself by making some moves. And I think the Giants will go out there and make some moves. So anyway, coming up in just a minute, we're going to turn our attention from this great finale. Giants can rest easy and, you know, see you in Pittsburgh on Friday. But the MLB draft kicked off last night and the Giants, uh, according to many experts, had one of the best day ones of the MLB draft around. They swung for the fences. They nabbed another two-way player, meaning a player who pitches and hits with their first overall selection. So we will get into it in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Better Help. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. And for me personally, I've been through that many times. And also for me personally, at various times through difficult patches, I have been hesitant to seek out help. But when I have made the decision to allow myself to go there, it has been like definitely a decision that was worthwhile. And yeah, I mean, there have been trials and tribulations. And yeah, I just can't say enough that if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And you just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. All right, here we go. The MLB draft kicked off and the Giants swung for the fences. They made some aggressive kind of moves. They they went for some upside plays. They ended up nabbing uh, several players, according to many kind of pre-draft rankings, who were in like the top, I don't know, like they ended up picking 16th, uh, 52nd, and 69th. And yet they got guys who were ranked by a lot of people like all within their top 40 ranks. And these players were Bryce Eldridge, a two-way player. Uh, I need uh, Walker Martin, a high school shortstop, and Joe Whitman, a college left-handed pitcher. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we're going to be getting back into some mailbag questions. I have a ton of great questions left over from the end of last week, and so we're going to get into some more. And then as the week goes on, we're also going to be recapping the first half, kind of analyzing the Giants' strengths and weaknesses, looking into the numbers, all of that as the week goes on. But anyway, about the MLB draft, yeah, the Giants had the 16th overall pick, and their first selection was Bryce Eldridge. He's also a high school player, but man, is he a freakish athlete. He's 6'7", and he is a pitcher, and he is a hitter. And he's one of these guys who legitimately scouts were... A, listen, I don't, I don't scout these players. I'm more of like Major League Baseball as opposed to amateur baseball. 
even like the minor leagues are not necessarily my area of expertise. And so when we're talking about guys who are amateurs, not yet in professional baseball, there are other people out there who can give you like if they've actually scouted these guys, but I'm just going based on what other people say. And, you know, and also watching some, some videos and, and importantly to me watching like, like Bryce Eldridge, there was a camera in his house when he got selected by the giants and the happiness on his face and his family's faces uh, is important to me because you want a guy who's happy to be taken by your team. Like there are certainly players out there who might genuinely not be happy to be taken by the Giants. Maybe they wanted to be on a certain coast or whatever, but he was, you know, brought to tears by by this selection. And you can just tell there's something to like, there's something to the mental makeup of players, I think, that is really considered nowadays and and not just something kind of mystical, but really they try to to figure out who has the mental makeup to make it in this game and be a good teammate that they think, you know, it helps teams, I think. And so this guy has all those intangibles, I would say. And yeah, according to fan graphs, I'm going to Walker... No, I'm looking up Bryce Eldridge. He was the 35th ranked player, according to Fangraphs. But according to uh, MLB.com, he was the 23rd ranked ranked player. And according to Keith Law of The Athletic, he was the 16th ranked player. And so opinions kind of varied. But according to Law, let's just kind of run through the write-up, pre-draft write-up. Law says... There was some buzz coming into the year that Eldridge would be a legitimate two-way prospect, but this spring created some separation that he's much more likely to go out as a hitter than as a pitcher. Eldridge is a six foot seven, is six foot seven, two hundred twenty pounds, very tall for a hitter by uh, by historical standards, with no hitter that height staying a regular past his early thirties. Well, except Aaron Judge, or is he still in his early 30s? But he will go past. Anyway, but he does offer a short swing given <clears throat> the length of his arms and excellent bat speed with the strong exit velocities you'd expect from a hitter his size. On the mound, he's 91 to 93 miles an hour, can bump 95 with a repeatable delivery, but doesn't have great feel to spin the ball and would likely... and would likely require far more development as a pitcher than he will as a hitter. He played first base for his high school ostensibly to protect his arm, but seems more than athletic enough to play a corner outfield spot. Uh, The Alabama recruit did miss some time in April with an ankle injury that kept coming back. I don't think he's the next two-way prospect, but he does offer a ton of upside as a power-hitting right fielder, even with the risk associated with players his height. So there you have it. Other others say that he, you know, they're they're less convinced that he won't be a pitcher. Keith Law seems to be convinced that he won't be a pitcher. And keep in mind with the Giants first round pick last year, Reggie Crawford, he uh, was also a two way player. So this is two straight drafts in which the Giants took a two way player with their first round pick. And they did announce Eldridge as a two way player. There was some confusion. M- Locked on did a live draft kind of show and on the Giants locked on YouTube page you you may have watched the video where they were discussing the pick for the Giants and it there was a little bit of confusion they thought that he was announced 
only as a pitcher, but no, they they announced him as a two-way player. But I want to point out with Crawford, Reggie Crawford last year, it was kind of the opposite where people thought, okay, he's mostly a pitcher and the bat is like a maybe. So with Eldridge, it's more split. Like some people really do believe he can genuinely do both and the Giants are going to let him try. But the the majority think like he's best as a hitter. And so that's that's worth pointing out. And then, like I said, he plays first, but many scouts believe he could play the corner outfield, even with that crazy size, six foot seven, but a freakish athlete. And so there you have it. There's the Giants first overall selection, 16th overall in the draft. And Walker Martin, a high school shortstop, was their next selection. And according to Fangraphs, uh, he was the 40th ranked prospect, according to MLB Pipeline. Uh, he was the 30th ranked. What did I say for Fangraphs? 40th. So we've got 30th by MLB, 40th by Fangraphs, and Keith Law of the Athletic had him 77th. So let's, I don't know, let's read Fangraphs this time around. And what they say is Martin had a breakout at the 2022 area codes where he showed a sweet lefty stroke, a projectable frame, and the arm and actions to stay at short. His field to hit is hard to evaluate due to a smaller showcase sample than is typical for a high-end infield prospect, but in short looks, he has been quite underlooked. Scouts were out in droves to watch Martin play travel ball in Arizona in January to try to drill down on the hit tool, which was going to be tough to evaluate against varsity arms in Colorado during the spring. He destroyed opposing Colorado high schoolers, but that's not really telling. He's a very risky, older infield prospect with a gorgeous swing. So that seems a little bit like an old scouting report from 2022. MLB, you know, writes these longer write-ups. I'll just kind of give you the Keith, Keith Law brief summary. Martin has plus raw power already from a uh, athletic frame and a big swing coupled with plus bat speed, but teams have dinged him already for his age. He's 19 already and questionable pitch recognition. He's very strong, so the contact he makes tends to be very hard, but he showed a lot of swing and miss last summer, highlighting concerns scouts typically have about high school hitters from Colorado, given how hard it is to pitch there. He's a shortstop now, but lacks the footwork or, or agility for it, and he'll need some work on his movements to manage third base. There's a lot of talk about him going in the first round because of the power and potential size, but there's a lot of risk between the age, the hit tool, and the position question. Okay, so a, a you know a, a less rosy picture, like I said, Law has him ranked 77th, MLB says 30th, Fangraph says 40th, and we didn't read the MLB one. Yeah, that would be wise of me to read like the middle uh, analysis on each of these picks, but we'll go on to their third round pick, Joe Whitman, and I think a lot of people believe this was kind of the steal of the first night for the Giants. Fangraphs ranked Joe Whitman 21st, and MLB ranked Whitman uh, 37th and Keith Law ranked Whitman 42nd. And so, yeah, and the Giants got him 69th. So 42nd by Law, 37th by MLB, and what did I say? 21st by Fangraphs. Let's read the Fangraphs one because I have it pulled up here. Whitman is a super smooth lefty with fastball and slider command who has a chance to blow up on a pro strength and conditioning program. After two years with just 
five and two thirds total innings pitched at Purdue. Whitman transferred to Kent State for his junior year and posted a 260 ERA with 100 strikeouts and 29 walks in 81 innings. He throws quality fastball strikes despite a long arm swing. And his mechanical grace, especially at his size and his command, make him one of the better starting pitching prospects in the draft. Hitters can pick up Whitman's grip as his arm circles behind him, but then they don't know or they don't see the ball again until it's right on top of them. The pacing of his delivery also catches hitters off guard as Whitman accelerates his whole operation late in the process. His super quick arm stroke and ride slash run life helps 92 play up. He could still stand to get stronger and might throw harder. The movement of his low 80 slider is tight and late, and he can land it for a strike or get a chase. His changeup isn't good or consistent, but we're talking about a guy who barely pitched in a competitive setting until 2023. If he had a good changeup too, he'd be a top 20 pick. This is a great tip of the iceberg prospect who should be in the late first round mix. And again, the Giants got him with their uh comp pick for losing Carlos Rodon at 69th overall. So anyway, those are the Giants' top three picks. There are 20 rounds to this draft. The draft is well underway on Monday uh, for the Giants continuing to make their selections. And just a reminder, we don't know anything. Like, we just don't know until they get into pro ball and start playing. And then even then, we don't know until they're in the majors for a long time. So those are the best guesses, and and uh, coming up in just a minute, some injury updates, but also a giant, not just Camilo Duvall, made the all-star team, and it's a really feel-good story. So we'll get into that in just a minute, but before we do, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is, the, is a really, really cool app where you can win uh, more money with less picks. Head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks you can figure out who's crushing left-handed pitching even on the giants i mean talk about sleeper picks austin slater for example kind of under the radar very much so nationally but crushing left-handed pitching as always this season like he always does and you can make a pick uh, for him to hit a homer and you know sleeper is going to give you odds on over or under like half a home run and you're able to make that pick and uh, win up to 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball. Sleeper's now offering up to a 100 times payout on up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you could win big. Use promo code Locked On and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. All right. As promised, the uh, Giant made the All-Star team and it wasn't just Camille Duvall. And, it you know, this is where the politics kind of get into... Uh, MLB because, you know, Logan Webb certainly has a case for being at the all-star team, but the fact that he pitched on Sunday, he was never going to be named a replacement. And so somebody else on the Giants got named a replacement. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers tomorrow on the show, like I said, a mailbag episode. We've got a ton of great questions left over from last week. And then throughout the week, we'll be analyzing the Giants first half performance and getting you set for the 
second half baseball with the Giants starting out on a long road trip in Pittsburgh. So Alex Cobb, he made the all-star team and it's just such a feel-good story because Cobb is pitching in his what? 12th or 13th season he's been around since 2011 is when he made his major league debut with the Tampa Bay Rays and he has never made an all-star team and you know last year kind of a breakout under the radar because the ERA was the only thing that wasn't in line with all these Excellent peripheral numbers for Cobb, like a 315 expected ERA last year, a 280 fielding independent pitching, which is one of the best in the league. And yeah, 149 and two thirds innings. So not a ton of innings, but still a, a really solid season from an innings and just performance perspective. And this year, it's kind of been not the opposite, but the ERA showed up and kind of he's even outperforming those peripheral numbers a little bit. And he has a 2.91 ERA, a 3.04 fielding independent pitching. Kind of ironically, the expected ERA is actually 3.98. So much higher than the actual ERA. So that's interesting. I don't know if I would call it concerning, but, you know, he's been great and reliable. And I mean, when I say great, I don't mean like a superstar, but certainly deserving of this all-star honor uh, and yeah, so he makes that all-star team, and like I said, I'm trying to see where he ranks in like ERA. I'm not sure he qualifies. That could be why I'm not seeing him. He must not qualify, because if he did qualify, he would be in the top 10 or so in earned run average. His ERA is 2.91. Yeah, that would rank 11th if he did qualify, but he must be a few innings short, because he doesn't. But He's going to pitch. That's the big kind of takeaway here. Duvall may pitch as well. We'll see. I mean, they only have so many innings that they can give to guys, but Cobb believes that he's going to pitch in this game, and that's why he was named as a replacement for other players. So, or at least he's going to be available, but he said he, he thinks he's going to pitch. And so, yeah, the fact that the Giants get a second representative, I think, is is great just in general. Mostly, I'm just happy for Cobb. He said it just means a lot to him. And it means even more that he's kind of waited this long and he's 35 years old. Giants have a club option on Alex Cobb for next year at a very reasonable price. And so he will be 36 next year. But at the same time, like the numbers he's putting up, if the season ended right now, he would be an easy decision to pick up the $10 million club option for next year that comes with a buyout of $2 million. So it's really only an $8 million decision, and that's a no-brainer for Alex Cobb. And so Logan Webb and Cobb, both deserving of going. Camilo Duvall, deserving of going. You've got Wade, J.D. Davis, and Tyro Estrada, who could have gone. And so just a good first half of the Giants. Not not a, a like over-the-moon great first half like in 2021, but the Giants are in a pretty good position, and it is largely thanks to Webb, Cobb, Duvall, like some of the pitchers just having excellent seasons, but also some of the position players. And I think I said I was going to give some injury updates. There aren't actually that many. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> but, oh, Kyle Harrison. Let's just, let's just briefly mention that. Kyle Harrison, Giants top 
pitching prospect in AAA, uh, suffered a moderate hamstring strain on Wednesday, last Wednesday, while training in between starts, and he will not pitch in the Futures game, which already happened. He will be reassessed during the All-Star break. And Farhan Zaidi met with reporters. That's something we'll cover later, but he said he still expects he expects Kyle Harrison to pitch in the majors this season, but this sets him back. I don't know. They might have been closer to giving him that opportunity, but now it's going to have to wait while he deals with this moderate hamstring strain. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow, mailbag episode. So lots of great questions be sure to check out check out tomorrow's episode. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thanks in advance. And thank you to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Enjoy the Home Run Derby tonight. And you are now Locked on Giants.